Welcome to the Clear Ads Podcast, Highway to Sell. You're listening to George Roberts and Tom Waghorn. We are back with another instalment to our series, Industry Spotlights, where we share stories of big players within the Amazon space, talking to other agencies, Amazon experts, Amazon sellers, and marketing specialists within the space. On this week's episode, we welcome Omar Angri, founder and managing director of Margin Business, a global e-commerce consulting firm that focuses on helping brands grow internationally on Amazon. As an entrepreneur who speaks an astonishing five languages, wow, he established Margin Business, uh, which specializes in helping sellers optimize Amazon listing and expanding to new marketplaces. So Omar, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for inviting me and having me on your show. Um, really good. Everything is a perfect sunny day here down in southern Spain. And yeah, let's get this started today. So yeah, first things first, you might as well tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us about yourself, the business and how you sort of got started as well as your Amazon journey, I suppose, because that's one of the, yes, what we're here yes. to talk about. Okay, so yeah, let's start from the beginning. About 10 years ago, we we kind of stumbled uh, uh, upon, you know, Amazon and, and all the all the possibilities that we have that we have today and as well back then, but back then uh, we couldn't really see where does all be, be heading 2011, 2012? We started by translating some of the text uh, in German. Myself, I'm German. Um, the co-founder and COO of the company, Emily, she's French. So we kind of translated a little bit in French and German and seen that actually the listings of our one of our main customers, uh, still today customer, after 10 years, was really getting traction with these listings. So, so we said, okay, there is, there is something we can do. And they were selling more and more and opening more markets. And then we have seen the, the rest of the markets opening up, Italy, Spain. It was really something which is getting big, was getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. So then we put in the optimization. Obviously, before we had to look at other listings, compare who is the best mm -hmm. keywords, and then just play around it a little bit before we got tools like Zonguru or from yeah. Helium 10, which are a big help as well. Definitely so <laughs> this would, this made it a lot easier, you know, because as you can imagine, if, if we go for every language and for, for, for every single listing and needed to, to go through uh, and, and the whole process, yeah. So it's really good what, what happened. So we went into this optimization. Along the way, we, we picked up other clients which were interested through referrals as well to work with us and, and to improve their listings. We put in as well, optimize photo service, photo mm -hmm. shooting services. Then came the A-plus content, which we as well picked up very fast and put it uh, uh, as well as a service. Yeah. Everything what, what the listing consists of. So photos, title, bullet points, description, A-plus content. Photos here is as well very important because, you know, of the, uh, obviously of the, of the localization or the, lo the products, where to sell and uh, um, which country. So we kind of specialize down the way of localization. So we yep. put away the word translation. We really focused on localization on the cultural aspect. Because, yeah. in, for example, we, we go on already very far into the topic now. So this is our background. Um, this is how we started. And this is, for now, what we're doing. So it's really localization and optimization of this Amazon, Amazon listings within the European Union. We specialize on the European Union. It's not that we don't deal with the US market, but we really specialize on the European Union. Amazing. And it, I suppose it definitely helps to uh, speak five languages as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, kind of. But, you know, we still need the proofreaders and the copywriters, you know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the translators, the localization experts, because they need to be good at marketing. They need to be good in, uh, they need to know about Amazon. Mm -hmm. they, knew, they need to know about the local culture. There are so many points which we have to form them as well to train them, SOP in place. And it's easier because they're always with us because we always have the clients who are working with us. So it's easier for us to, yeah, to train them and update them because as you know, Amazon is very, it's a, it's a very diversified marketplace and every day you have more information coming out. So every yeah. day I wake up, I look at, oh, it's in oh, again. Okay. So so that's why we really try to focus on one thing and not go 
and not go all over the place because then I guess you don't know anything. I mean, still, we don't know anything, but we try our best to understand what we're doing. Yeah, 100%. And I, I suppose that, I mean, that's what we do with PPC as well, I suppose. It's just like we focus on DSP, like we just do that. We don't do anything else like product listing optimization. Like we, we could probably, well, we could all optimize a listing within the, sure. but probably not in the French marketplace. Like I, I couldn't anyway, but <laughs> like within the UK or the US, like you have that knowledge just from working in it but like to, to the point where that's we focus on ppc because that's what we're experts in and it's good to sort of to pigeonhole yourself it's not i don't think that's a negative thing at all i see that as a strength and actually what you're most good at that's what you specialize in if that makes sense and like yes, the, there's there's a lot of full service agencies out there or a lot of agencies that do a lot and like i was speaking to someone yesterday who's like looking for a recommendation on an agency that did it all and it's like well if they're charging you X amount, which was a ri- ridiculously high fee, I was like, if you broke that up, you probably might even get more value from breaking it apart and utilizing each service when you need to, if that makes sense. I mean, whatever works for each business owner, but I, I would, to any listener out there, I wouldn't say just pigeon. It's good to explore everything. We always say like, even even people who are maybe considering us before an audit, I'm like, get like eight audits before you come on board with us so that you can compare and contrast what we're saying and what other agencies saying if you sign up after that that's because if you sign up from that we've just like said the strategic direction of where the account needs to go through ppc and that's like a roadmap to how we want to work in the account rather than just saying only inquiring with one, one person you got nothing to compare it with so yeah that, that's yeah very interesting but talk to us about the the business so what was like the inspiration for founding the business and and so how long have you been going as well if you could sort of go into a bit more detail on that and the journey of the business and, like, and maybe how many staff you have now as well okay it's it's been around 10 years we are actually on the, in the amazon space i mean really into the business like i said it began very small and yeah. it grew bigger and bigger and bigger and we stayed exactly in the same in the same niche so we didn't go and open up, okay, we do some PPC for some uh, clients who ask us, small clients who ask us to do it. That's not a problem for us, you know, we, we can do it. But as yeah. soon as it gets bigger, we have partners like, like yourself where we would give the clients to. Um, yeah. Because like I already said, to, it's better to have partners, you know, give, give work away instead of doing everything yourself because yeah. you cannot be good at everything, you know. It's, it's just like that, you know. So... From this point, like 10 years, from that point about 10 years ago, we, we developed everything and mm-hmm. we went, like I said, in different, we added different services uh, along the way. Okay. So right now we're about 20 uh, people and we aim for a growth of uh, about a hundred and within five years. Amazing. But still what I, what I always want to do, what I always try to explain people that the quality needs to stay. It's not about the quantity that you that you get a hundred employees. That's that's not. It's just you know because it comes up because it has to be in the business plan. It's the reason I say hundred. You know, I really want to be the number one service provider who does uh, who is known for the best work deliver who delivers the best work or the best projects. Yeah. That satisfaction that the clients are 100% satisfied. This is the main aim that I have and to help to ease their lives. Because yeah. as you know, Amazon sellers are busy. You know, CEOs are busy. And mm-hmm. most, and there is still a lot of people I know, they just do everything on their own. It's just not possible, you know? So even, even me before, I needed to learn to let go, you know, and to hire somebody maybe instead of doing everything myself because it's just at some point not possible anymore. yeah it's hard i mean everyone struggles with that i think unless you're like an extremely good delegator or (laughs) maybe lazy i think like everyone struggles to give away like work because i mean you've got faith in your own ability to do it but like you said it becomes a time where you have to offload it and then you've got to pass that button on and I, i suppose you've hit the nail on the head of like deliverability of hiring the right people and ensuring that you scale effectively is like quite a I mean, it's, I think it's quite a common pain point of a lot of Amazon businesses over the past like year or so that when they have scaled up staff, so some of them like haven't been up to scratch or like this could even be within like businesses that I've audited or whatever, where they've brought VAs on and that they haven't, 
they brought VAs on that weren't up to the standard of their previous VAs or their internal team. And then it's just caused like more issues. And it's a case of, all oh, right, well, we've got to train them up. And it takes, it does take time to get people oh, yes. to the level that you want to do. It's a very interesting topic, I suppose. And I mean, we, we've even like, had similar things in our, in our agency where we've like hired new staff and then we've had to train them up because it's difficult to find Amazon talent because it's 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 a sort of very sought after skill so that there's a couple of things you can do as a business where you, you obviously bring people in from whether like for us it was bring people in from people that had a wealth of marketing experience maybe not much amazon and we've had to train them up and sort of have them trained on like a lot of accounts throughout their time but it was a case that's the only way to get them to where we would need them to be as a business i suppose and that they then they can be given their own accounts once they've put in the hours and once they've sort of learned learn all i suppose or like try to learn all in a short space of time but yeah it's a very interesting thing i suppose and and i suppose something that brings brings across like as, as a business owner or md a lot of challenges so i'd imagine you've had copious amounts of challenges over the past like how, 10 years but what, what would you say have been like your biggest challenges as of late i mean covid probably brought a lot of new challenges as well but what can you pinpoint any exactly you know that, that question, is, it's, it's really good because, because we work in a very diversified environment. That means we work with cultures, with different cultures every day. So yeah. we begin with two, with Germans, with French, with Italians then, with Spanish. Yeah. Now we have from, from the Netherlands, nice. Swedish, Polish. So the more cultures you get in, the more you need to try to understand them. And every single, I mean, not only every single human within a culture is different. Now we have every single human within different cultures as well. Yeah. So this, this makes it challenging and very interesting because you need to try to speak uh, to everyone and understand everyone, understand everyone's needs, and as well yeah. how you speak, how you speak to them, because there is there is some which have been out of the countries, because but we work as well with people who are, who are not have not been out of the country, so they yeah. don't know any other culture. So we really have to even maybe read about the culture, understand how you can approach them, how what is an appropriate way to talk with them, because when they're not when they have not been in an international environment, it's, it's rather delicate to, to bring some things up or, uh, you know, so you have, you have really to go very deep. And, but this is as well something I like because at the same time, you learn about the customer in that country. Yeah. So, and it's through, actually through the process of speaking with the partners, I like to call them partners, the employees, because they mm -hmm. are actually partners because they are, they helping us to build the business or they yeah. are really the driving force as well. Without them, we would be nothing. So they are as well the driving force in, in the whole business for us. So for, for us, it's super interesting to see all of this because like I said, we can learn and then we understand how we can approach the different customers, uh, for example, in the UK or in, uh, in Spain, uh, and then compare it with the customers, for example, in Germany. What Because when we translate from, from the UK listing, into yeah. the into the German listing, there are certain things we just put out. We, we don't even translate them. We just localize them and put them in that language, yeah. in the customer's language. So this is this is actually one goes into the other, and this is the one of the one of the challenges I would say we come across during the past years. Yes, we came across during the past years. Yeah, and I suppose as well, it always changes as well. Like understanding the customers just never stagnant, exactly. right? That they they, they yes. can continually change and their needs oh, change yes. and, and and the way they view the world change i mean if you'd have said 10 years ago that there's, there's a website called amazon and that you'll probably buy everything off amazon like you'd have been like what are you on about sort of thing and then now like that's just a common thing so that just indicates how much the customers change and and yeah um very interesting and a sort of touching sentiment again again for like your employees saying that like their partners ultimately yeah that's a great way to view it because they are trying to grow the business and it's a case of obviously exactly. they yeah they need to feel valued which is very good do, do you find it quite rewarding um to learn about all these different localizations and cultures yourself does it kind of inspire you to go and explore those other cultures and countries yes definitely but you know it came kind of naturally because we uh, yeah since uh, 20 years, yeah, I'm traveling, I'm uh, checking, looking out of the countries, living in other countries. 
And while you do all of this, uh, you, you learn obviously along the way. And it is very satisfying because not only you, when you speak the languages, you understand at the same time the culture. So as soon as you speak another language, you understand who is in front of you. Now with English, it's a bit different because the challenge here is that there are so many English speaking countries. And between Australia, for example, and the UK, there are so many cultural differences, although it's, it's the same language, where it makes it a bit difficult, you know. But in the same for Spanish, if, we look, if you look at Spanish, uh, mainland Spanish from Spain, and then we look about uh, South America, it's a whole different uh, culture. So learning all of this, even the languages within the languages is super interesting, whereby German, for example, or Italian as well, they are pretty like localized within Europe. So uh, there is not too many ch differences. So you can, you can adapt and understand very, very quickly yeah. how it is. But like I said, with French, Spanish, uh, English, they all have overseas territories or uh, other countries. Very sweet. It's, it's, uh, it's quite challenging and it's rewarding in the same way because you understand after a while you understand them, but you have to stay a little bit in each country. So yeah. along the way, along the way of our uh, business, we didn't stop traveling as well. So we, we actually evolved around the business and gained knowledge and at the same time developed our business as well. Yeah, nice. I find this really interesting because like, whenever I've tried to, to do my own keyword research in a foreign language for, for, for those Euro markets, I, I've always been aware that there are different sort of nuances and slangs for some of the certain words that might be used. And it's it's not as simple as... I'm guilty of using Google Translate to find out what those different um, like translations as we're, we're trying to, to get away from that word into localizations would be. But, but when these customers are coming to you, what, what are some of the most sort of common pain points that they're experiencing as, as to why they want to use your services? Most, most of them, like for example, from the US, they, they don't understand the European culture or the, the, the countries in there. So if they come to us, they know already that there is a challenge uh, if they go to the European Union, for example, yeah? Mm -hmm. But some come and think like, yeah, I know it anyway, but you know, it would be good to translate it a little bit, you know? And then I have to explain to them that actually the, the, the European Union is very diversified, same as US, because US, although have one country, but there is different states within the country. So yeah. you can, you know, if you go, for example, to New York and then you go down to Florida, there's another culture, obviously, although they're in the same country. So I kind of try to explain this in this way for, for the U.S. customers. And for example, there is as well German customers or U.K. customers who, who come and, and, and really don't understand how they can translate it or how they can speak with their audience. Because, because sometimes, like you said, they would Google Translate and they sell, okay? Maybe they sell even a lot, you know, but they can triple their sales if they use proper wordings and they understand their customer avatar within that country. I mean, it's, it's the same if you sell in your English speaking country. First, you study your customer avatar. You don't just bring your product and try to sell. No, you, you really need to understand the whole, the whole customer, everything within that country or everything within, within the space, even how that works. So... Yeah, this is, this is the challenges I, I, I see most of the time. And as well, keywords. Some might have a correct translation, but they don't sell because they don't have keywords. Yeah. Then we have as well extremes, which the foreign sellers on the UK and the German marketplaces, they just yeah. put Google Translate on. They sell, maybe they sell even a million, you know, per, per, per month even. Yeah. But like I said, they need to understand that they can sell even three or four. It, you know, and with a little bit of effort, not even a lot of effort, because the, the keywords that and these are the people that actually corrupt the Amazon keywords within that country. Yeah, because because the keywords are supposed to be, for example, these keywords, what they use supposed to be black. Black means that they have low volume, but they yeah. are red in that case. So okay. when we search for the ones which really is used by the local population and as well resonate with them. And you see then that they are green because most of the time the red ones is anyway, is too high volume. You notice yourself from your, uh, from, from PPC, it would be very expensive to bet on them. So yeah, this is, uh, 
yeah, the most common mistakes, I suppose, that you're, yes, you see. Exactly. And, and is, is there any additional ones that you also see like time and time again, especially when, say, like a US seller that's maybe a seven-figure seller and they're looking to expand? Like, What are the things that go through your head of what, are they, what have they done if they've entered the EU or what? Because obviously understanding the, their buying persona or their customer avatar, whatever sort of analogy you wanted to use, there must be a couple of things that go through your head of be like, okay, have they made have they made this mistake already or have they done this wrong so what what else would there be in that sort of area that you're like looking for on your first discovery call for example yeah it, it depends it depends as well if they already have the listing there or not yeah. okay so f- for me if for example if they have the listing there i would look at well straight away at the photos okay and as well we go technical as well so we we try to ask for reports what's the conversion rate on the listing yeah. Um, I'm not a technical analyst. I'm not doing this myself. This is, you know, this is, this is why we have employees. I understand it, but I don't really like the technical part of it. Yeah. I'm more the visual person who understands the, the whole listing, why and where, where we have to delegate the different, the different things, what, how to make this listing bigger. So this is one part as well we look at, and we look as well at the photos. The photos, I think, is super, super important as well, the visual part. Not because go away, going away from the text, the photos now is as well per country, per culture, have different views. For example, in the US, it's very big and walks like a gorilla. And in the European Union, or let's say in Germany, it's more like, okay, I take you by the hand and I show you what's going on. So it's yeah. very, there, there, is a, there is a lot of differences. So now, now as well, we can upload different photos for each, for each country. I mentioned this already uh, last time, I think, which is very important as well for our work and as well the A-plus content. Yeah, A-plus content is uh, really uh, important for, for, the, for the client as well. A-plus-plus, obviously, uh, as well, if they, if they join the launch pad. Mm-hmm. Now, if this, every, everything, if, for example, he done everything uh, in a good manner, I would even uh, check with partners what's going on with outside traffic. Have, have they done outside traffic? Yeah. Is there any? Is there anything going on? Then, as well, obviously, the, it's not the last point. It comes normally within the optimization. This is uh, your job, for example, the DSP and PPC. Yeah. When we optimize, we have another list which we uh, which we bring out from PPC keywords, which we give then to the to the company, which is taking care of the PPC that they can that they don't have to do their research themselves, like you have just mentioned that it's uh, Google Translate to understand which keywords they are. So we, we just pull them out that companies like yours can easier target keywords. Definitely covered a lot there. And like that keyword uh, research would... Uh, like... There is something, there is still something. Um, reviews. Yeah. We would go as well per country through reviews in order to write the listing or to update the listing. Amazing. So because in some countries there is, a, there is other reviews or different points, different pain points for the product. Yeah. As to another country, because there's, you know, there's differences and you, you will laugh because sometimes it's completely, they are upset with completely or happy with completely different things yeah. than the other country. <laughs> so we have to point this out, put it into listing as the trigger in the first bullet point in order to target these words. So if all of this has been done, then normally it should be fine and the customer should sell. But if not, then we need to look at the product. What's yeah. wrong with the product? Is there anything to add? Is there anything to improve? And this is as well with the information that we get out of the reviews. And while working with the customer on that project, we can have an overview in time and can present all of this uh, to him. Amazing. Yeah. Well, well, it sounds like, yeah, you cover a lot of bases, I suppose, when, when you're giving feedback. <laughs> I, I guess the answer to this question could be quite obvious, but tell us about how expanding into new and different marketplaces from the seller's local market can actually benefit a seller if there are any other answers apart from the obvious of expanding your audience you, you mean like within a, a customer from the country or just into one country um from, from, from the seller selling in a completely different marketplace okay okay i i would say like you already said expanding getting getting bigger maybe you know sometimes there is there is products which don't sell in one market but sell in the other. So for example, let's say UK, he sells gets a hundred thousand. Suddenly he goes, he moves into the German market and makes a million. Um, turn, turns around a million per year. This would be 
This will be a, a reason for somebody who's not happy and he's testing out, he wants to test out other markets or somebody who is very happy and just want to really to grow uh, uh, their business in order to sell it to aggregators, which at the moment is uh, quite popular, I would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, loads of people are expanding into that, um, and ju- just yes. just for that whole notion, right? And to, to increase the profitability, profitability or their bottom line margins, I suppose, to to then sell it off is uh, yeah. I think you touched on a great point there. Although it might have been such an obvious question of yeah, expanding your reach, but seeing those products that might have been kind of bottom shelf, bottom of the barrel for you in let's say the US market, but moving into Italy, Germany, Spain. You can see those sort of slow mover, pro- pro- slow moving products actually take off. And I actually had a client who was US based. I was managing his UK and EU EU markets, and one of his slowest moving products in the others was his best seller in Italy. And it's definitely been crazy. I've seen this as well. There is, a, for example, products which which don't sell at all. For example, in Spain. I just give you an example. I have a client which they have coconut, they sell coconut oil. Yeah. And you you would suppose that in Spain you would that you know because of the the, the sunny days are a lot more and the, the warm days are a lot more that people will would buy a lot of coconut oil or coconut based products. Yeah. Although the, and the market is I think it's quite large right now. So there 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 need to be a few sales, you know. So but it's funny because the best she sells the most in Germany, for example. Mm. which is which is for the product i think it's uh, it's a bit controversy but you know it's it's true and uh, i can there's a few more for example as well shoes we have a, a customer selling uh, shoes very organic organic based shoes it's a local manufacturer from spain and it's not because it's a spanish product but he sells in germany more uh, than in spain on amazon for example same really wow yes although it's there are summer shoes Amazing. so i think yeah i think there is a, there there is some if, if you if you do the the comparison there, there are some funny things coming out you know it's uh and and i always say as well you're not going to know until you test it like exactly. as, as, as long exactly. as you've got the ability to, to test and the ability to offer those deliverables then like you might as well try it and try your hand on it definitely definitely I just uh, uh, thinking about a company because I will I will most probably connect you with them as well. They are doing listings uh, for Amazon, but it's for co- for comparing pro- purposes. So it's kind of a it's kind of a pickfu service. I don't know okay. if you know no no yeah, 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 but yeah, for um, for Amazon listings, um, oh, and right. they go into the cultural aspect as well. So it's very interesting. I will I will connect you with them as well, and their software will be out very soon. I think this is something very, very interesting as well to understand because of the, the different markets and the diversity. Thank you very much. And I suppose I've, we've actually covered a lot of this in, in what you've said earlier, but for the listeners, what would be your best tips for like new Amazon sellers, not only starting up their listings, okay. but also like expanding into a, a separate marketplace as well? Because I'd imagine one common pain point is that I see it all the time is that they'll have conquered or do, doing really well in the UK, and then they'll go to all of EU at one go. And I'm just like, well, don't buy off more than you can chew at one time. Like maybe go into Germany first, or go into France, and actually dip your toe in the water. Understand like your deliverables, or understanding like once you've got a logistics company set up, and, and you can actually get yeah. stock over there rather than just doing it across all marketplaces at once like that is a headache you probably don't need if you're doing it all yourself as well so especially for new sellers um or newer sellers because when you're a seven eight figure seller you've probably got a lot of those that back end stuff set yes. up and you, you've been through the ringer with a lot of mistakes that amazon sellers make everyone makes mistakes but yeah new sellers what would be your sort of best tips for for doing not only setting up your initial listing but also like expanding to that next marketplace Okay. First, I would say like, if you go to the European Union, your first touchdown point should be Germany. Mm -hmm. UK, obviously, you know, sometimes it's as well good UK and Germany, but you know, if you're in Germany, you can expand easily into the European Union. If you're in the UK, you have done, do a few paperwork and, you know, a few I would say it's 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 not too easy, but there's companies who's helping you like HelloTax. HelloTax, amazing. 
Nick is there. He, he helps as well with this for the UK and as well now. So Germany is the first touchdown point, I would say. And the second thing I would say, do your research. Don't just assume, get data. Data, we have data for free out there. We can get data. We can just, even if you don't understand the data, give it to somebody who understands it. Check it out. Don't just assume, oh, I like this product. I can I can sell it. Or even a big seller said, yeah, my product is, is working in the US. I'm just... I'm just bringing a hundred thousand pieces into a warehouse and then let's ship that out into the uh, European union. I really, I really would say no matter who you are, no matter how much you sell, do your research before check out how much the PPC would be, uh, check out how much you have to, to pay for the listing optimization for setting up the listing. How much is the, do you need a warehouse or do you need to do uh, FBA? Obviously, I mean, uh, you can have a warehouse you can do at the same time as well fba but uh, you know now with the whole score and the and the stock and everything yes. everything has to be properly set up yeah how do your containers arrive which company do you work with in the european union it's not just uh, ordering your product and get it in there it's different from the uk it's different from the us this is the first point i would go on and then obviously uh, trim it down uh, into the listing and move on the way and improving, improving, improving. Never have a set it and forget it mentality. It's improvement all along the way. I know most of the people don't want to understand that or don't want to know about that, but you have to change your keywords all the time. You cannot work with keywords which are 10 yeah. years old. You know, it's a, it maybe works for Christmas, you know, and <laughs> not, not even then, you know, you can choose the keywords from last year yeah. because we don't, we don't have the data from the next month, you know, so we're not. We're not uh, future travelers, you know, yeah. time travelers. So we can use the, 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 the data from the last year. But this is something, like I said, like really do your research. Don't have a set it and forget it mentality. Yeah, amazing points. And that's a lot of good insight that people can take away. I mean, similar to yourself, I mean, th th that's what I would say as well. Like date, leading data-led strategies and research are the sort of common downfalls of a lot of new sellers, I think. We, we don't really work with new sellers now just because... We, we, what our fees are etc and it's not really like it's hard to give them an roi i suppose but we, we still i'm still happy to have those discovery calls and like give them advice or like show them like our content and stuff but some of some of them are just like they've done a course they've opted on like a particular product um like garlic grater or and i'm just like look like what what what's made you come to that decision realistically and they're like oh well I just did this course and like there's no research or there's no like business plan behind it it's just a case of like an, a mentality where it, they all the perception that it's easier than it is like it's an incredibly hard thing to become like a seven figure amazon seller like it's Definitely. not it's not it's not an easy thing to do and like i think some some people mark it as like it is a simple thing to do where it's completely not so like understanding that and making sure you do your research to actually have the backing and like know yourself that this is a viable option to move forward and not just be like it's going to be plain sailing because I've had numerous conversations where they thought it was going to be plain sailing and then they're like twenty, thirty thousand dollars dollars in the hole and you're just like well if you'd have looked yes. at if you'd have even looked at your cpc before purchasing the product then you'd have understood that you're paying like four four dollars for a click rather than what you thought would be like 50 cents mm. but yeah it, yeah those are yeah really good insights yeah. yeah and you have to invest this is as well one of one point you, you you know it's not just like maybe before amazon was a business like you could you know just a hobby that put the listing on and we're going to sell but right now really you have to invest sometimes it's not just a small investment it's it's a relatively big investment yeah because everything needs to be covered like you said ppc needs to be covered listings need to be covered employees because mm -hmm. you cannot do everything on your own so it's really an investment it's not anymore just one little thing that you have to take care of it's a whole infrastructure right now amazon is a professional marketplace yeah maybe 2011 or 2012 it was not it was like you know everyone sold and you know you just sell a bit and here but now we look at full time you have to eat sleep and dream amazon it's like that <laughs> no you do you do and, and you just get marginalized don't you by the bigger players because like yes, I, what yes. i've said what i've said to people who are starting it and like they've set a budget of three thousand pounds because that's all they can afford like, i understand why you've done that but like that competitor yes. who they will be spending 20k 
a month easy like and that's why they're top there's no that like so you you need to and then their perception is that they're going to become like they're going to have like four thousand reviews in a year like that's not that ain't going to happen realistically no. set, set realistic expectations as well is always like one thing i say but as long as you do the prep to get there you, you'd hope you've got realistic expectations because you'll have seen how difficult it will be from the research you've conducted but yeah no very very interesting yeah. And you, you briefly touched on making sure you're on top of your keywords and updating your listings. How, how often would you recommend a seller updates those and you know, changes their title, changes their bullet points, switches out their images, or even updates their backend keywords? Okay. Uh, we recommend like every three months. Okay. I mean, we're looking at the data, we're tracking the keywords, we're checking how the clicks are going, uh, what works, what, what does not work, changing the complete listing we usually don't do that. What we do, what we try really to hit it in the first, I mean, obviously if, if there is a conversion problem and we see there is a, a problem in the bullet point or it don't resonate or something, if we get feedback from, from somebody, then obviously we change it. But normally we keep it like that and we change the keywords if they need to be changed. Because as you know, it's very tricky to pull keywords out because if these keywords are converting, you actually break the listing down and the um seller can begin from the start you know every day and ranking again all of this what i think at that point is as well important please make sure that you have stock because yeah. all our work and your work as well if they have no stock everything breaks down you know and that's something as well i try to explain to the customer it's not our fault then mm-hmm. when the listing when, when there is no more sales because our whole work what we really did it's it's going down if the customer don't have stock yeah so this is one as well one important point yeah i mean to, to us it's such a simple thing but obviously it's it's easily forgettable i mean with especially with like dsp the amount of dsp inquiries we turn away like is is obscene realistically because stock especially this year the amount of stock and they're like oh well I don't know how long I'll be in stock. And I'm just like, just don't do DSP then because there's no point. Like if anything, yeah. you need to rein in your spend on PPC, not look for another advertising method to, to retarget to or remarket to. So like that, that's one thing as well. And utilizing strategies to like even some of, we, we've paused services with a couple of clients over this time because we're like, we're just like reduce your bids and try and not completely stop your PPC, but like rein it back because they're, they're worried of like not having stock for Christmas now. And we're like, well, there's no point. Uh, there's no there's no point spending on PPC, paying us to, to manage it, come back in like three months when, when you sort it. And, and then hopefully yeah. you, you'll like be able to ride that way for as long as possible rather than just sort of having a great time for a month and then being out of stock for two. It, it makes no sense to do that. And like you said, it massively affects your ranking and yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's just a strange, a strange world, isn't it? I suppose that we, that we live in. <laughs> I mean, it's super important, you know. There's, there's plenty, and I understand as well the sellers. There's plenty of points they forget about, you know, mm. or maybe they don't, they don't put into consideration, and uh, but that's why we are here in order to to remind them, you know, yeah. to to see there's things we see they don't see. So I think it's super important to have agencies like ours or yours as well, yeah. to really remind them or to take them along the way to be with them. And even those, you know, just to open up the listings in the morning and look at them, you know, and check what's going on, what's going on with the competition and give them some feedback on that. It don't have to be like work the whole day on, on the listing, but if, even if the customer is not with you for, I don't know, a month or something, just check out his listings. It, it, it takes five minutes, you know, just yeah, to check yeah. it out and to have a look and to see to, to send some improvement over, you know, just, just to, because it's my passion, you know, because I, I look at it and say, oh, listen, this, this can be, this, I'm sure if we change this, then we can do something else. So even if you send them a suggestion or something, they are happy and they, if they can implement it on themselves, even better, you know, no problem. Yeah, 100%. And like the feeling you get from knowing that you've helped someone, like, yeah, and exactly. they're going to, they're going to implement that stuff is, yeah, it is very, very gratifying for, for me anyway. Like, and you've just said so yourself, it's, it's extremely gratifying in that you just like, just do it. Like, that's, that's my advice and like, take it. That's what I would do in that situation. So, no, that's amazing. You do that. And it's a good business ethos to, to have, I suppose. As long as you're helping, you, you're doing something right. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's the it's the help what we you know because we we have businesses where where customer needs something not not necessarily from us they need help mm-hmm. they need help and we provide a solution to to this problem 
Because if a, there are some customers, like I said, they don't see it, but most of them, they see it that they need help with this PPC or with listing optimization. And we can help them in order to uh, make this happen, in order to, to make it better, in order to take off the load, the workload, what they already have, that they don't have to, to break their head with their VAs or something to check what is wrong with this or what is wrong with that, how we can improve that. So this is just something, it's priceless, you know? It's like to have a coffee machine, which gives you milk already at the same time as you, uh, as you have the coffee and you just press the button, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of having the espresso machine where you have to do it yourself. I just give that example because I have a lot. <laughs> that is probably before us. I, I'm, I'm not expecting you to give away any of your big secrets in the game because I appreciate you probably want to stay ahead of, of any competition within your space. But are there any unorthodox approaches that you have seen success with when helping your clients with their listing optimization that kind of sit outside of the the normal practices that people come to expect from, from, from your business? Normally not. What, what we do follow, what we do follow is, is our special formula. Okay. It's micro, it's the micro optimization. The micro optimization technique that we use is as already mentioned before, when foreign sellers are sitting at the highest ranks on the, on the first page, on the first pages of Amazon, Obviously, we're looking at them and we, 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 we're gathering data and we see which keyword works, which, which keyword don't work. And, and they obviously don't hit keywords. We then extract their keywords, what they use, and put in, in our listings keywords they don't use. Right. Local keywords. Really okay. keywords only somebody local and only somebody who really understands Amazon can put in there. Okay. So this is one of our one of our special sauce what we what we add to the to listings and how we actually get get them ranked and get them to sell more. I appreciate that. Thank you. And and and, and there's a new feature, a relatively new feature, I guess, within Amazon. And correct me if I'm wrong if it's not new, but they introduced um, something called managed experiments where you can actually split test your listings. So you can have yes. two separate versions of that listing. Do you see any value in that? Do you use that yourself? And how much heart do you take amazon's sort of results and recommendations once that experiment um, period has ended i i would always uh, consult other people as well especially from the countries i i would i would expect as well amazon i would you know respect their opinion when they put the the, the two listings up and see what is going on but Definitely, I would double check with others because not everything what Amazon is saying is correct. And we have seen this as well in the past when, I mean, you see this every day when, they, when they're beginning to, to try to be the PPC account manager and mess up the whole work, what <laughs> others has done because, because the customers think, oh, I can get cheaper away with that, you know? So they just go over and, and ask Amazon, can you please do this for you? And then last time we had somebody, we have one account manager for PPC and she did everything and then one week later the, the 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 client decided that she wanted to try herself and asked amazon to do it and i'm sorry but they it was a whole mess up it took her eight hours to yeah. adjust the data and bring everything back on track so this is i don't say that amazon don't know what they do but i definitely would say especially with that tool to get a second opinion somewhere else yeah yeah i'd uh I'd agree with that as well, especially yeah, with, with some tools, like 100%. It's always best, best to get a second opinion. This is as well the software from the, from the contact who, is, who, had, who brought out this software now. It's, 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 it's similar to the Amazon software, but you know, it's from a private company and they have a special software dedicated only um, to this. Yeah, and, and just to add on that as well, like Amazon, just their main goal is like to make sellers spend money and to make money. So that, that's one or yes. one thing to always consider. I mean, we have our clients come to us being like, oh, Amazon's recommended this, blah, blah, yeah. blah. What do you think? And we know that exists, but that's not right for you right now. Or like they want to, they, they recommend to scale to my budget to this. No, because yes. you'll be cannibalizing your organic sales or whatever it is. Definitely take heed of that advice, please, listeners. I suppose just a couple things to finish off, really. What advice would you give to someone setting up their Amazon store? I know we've sort of covered it, but just some very quick fire advice. I know research was one. 
Yeah, uh, second up Amazon. So like I said, find yourself the best entry point, which mm -hmm. is Germany. Get in contact early with tax advisors. Okay. I know nobody likes this topic. No. I don't like. I don't like it as well. I try to push it away, you know. But it's a fact. Get yourself early in contact with tax advisors. We're not in 2015, 2014 anymore, where we just, uh, you know, send, uh, sell, and no problem. You will get blocked from Amazon, or you will not even be able to open right now anymore if you don't have all of these aspects in point. So make sure that you did your groundwork before you are sending your products in, because it would be very messy if you do that and then you didn't have anything set up although you might have a us account or uk account and then you know try to start selling on the european markets really try like i said the points that i mentioned is uh, find an entry point like germany warehouse listing listing optimization check out the keywords ppc like your company is offering and then you can start selling. Obviously, before you do all of this, do your research, as you already mentioned. So this is, if you go very quick over all the points and try to get to companies who have an access to network, to other partners, uh, not somebody who stands alone. Check them out. Check out LinkedIn with who you want to work with. And uh, yeah, there is, there is most, of the, most of the companies have a network where they can refer you to or can, others can help you. So really do your research in products, in uh, the agencies you're working with. Don't do everything on your own. Maybe you're tempted to do that, but really, uh, I, I really 100% recommend to get agencies involved. It will be a lot easier for you. You want to spend time with your family. You want to spend, you know, get a little bit of uh, free time. So really. <laughs> Amazing. And what, what were the best resources that have helped you along the way? And, and what are you using now to stay up to date, I suppose? Like, is that something that a lot of people can take insights from? Like, how do you stay up to date? And what are the best resources you'd recommend to how, how to do that? I would say first is Amazon. So we have, we have the accounts constantly open. So the, the, the main pages where we have the, the information flowing in. Mm -hmm. We are on several newsletters of information companies which deal with Amazon. Yeah. We speak on a daily basis with sellers, aggregators, other agencies. We have weekly, monthly meetings, so we keep updated all over the place. We, and, and if there is something really, really new, we try really to, to Google it. Mm. So we try to maximize the, the, informa the, the information where we get it from. So we really diversify newsletters, calls, because there's always somebody who has some news, you know, LinkedIn yeah, is, a, is LinkedIn is as well a very good tool to have and to, to sign up to different service providers. Even sellers sometimes have amazing, new, uh, amazing updates, but I think Amazon itself, if you know where to search, they have already the, the, the good news coming through and the new tools, what was, what is coming out. And agencies and sellers, because they do a lot of split testings. This is as well very important. Although the news are not out of on Amazon yet, we can draw a conclusion out of the uh, split testings, what the sellers or the uh, agencies have. And in our meetings, weekly or monthly meetings, we can find this out and uh, have as well a very good overview of what works and what don't work anymore because everything is changing. Even that's, that's why I don't like so much to uh, do podcasts about optimization or something because what was working last week or last month might not work today anymore so you have to yeah, yeah. your strategy so uh this is yeah this is as well something because it's so fast at the moment so i try not to go too deep in podcasts uh, about this because somebody will will quote me on that later on <laughs> it's forever changing and to be honest i always say to like sellers you need to be a sponge in this game or like oh, you yes, just need 100%. to absorb as much content as and if you're passive in in taking on knowledge then like it will pass you by and that you will not be able to imp you'll be missing out on stuff that like your competitors are implementing and you can absolutely guarantee that so if you're passive then you are going to get passed by that's what i always say so like try and just consume as much as possible and like oh, yes. To reciprocate that, like LinkedIn, I, I find is one of one of the better places. It's the stuff that you can see from like other agencies within the space, or like different different uh, service providers that are always sharing. Like we we try our best, but 
like it's just a, a time issue but if you follow like 100 people you you'll probably see something or 200 people like there's something every day that i see on linkedin that i'm like oh wow that's that's impressive or that's that's cool like let's try that or whatever it is so yeah linkedin is definitely a really good one and youtube and podcast obviously yeah. this was one of the most important yeah. i forgot i mean i'm listening on a daily basis to podcasts and yeah. youtube um, I, I always assume that everyone just listens to podcasts anyway like i think that's what most amazon sellers just like that's their main yeah, source of information i think podcasts so anyone listening to this is currently listening to a podcast exactly you know i have, I have my earphones all, all day long on and there's always something in running in the background so, uh, you have to do it i mean even if you don't listen 100 percent it still goes into your brain and maybe sometimes there's something you say, oh yeah this is true you know although you you didn't really hear the the, the whole conversation like 100 percent, but there is things which which are sticking with you and if you get these little gems out of new podcasts and new uh, youtube videos definitely you are up to date and like you mentioned linkedin facebook not so much um, yeah and any podcasts that you would recommend as well to some of the listeners that you you regularly listen to there is, you know, there is so many. And what I really like is Orange Click. There is quite a few others. Uh, wow, there's so many. But this is this is something which come out straight away. It's uh, Orange Click because they're all over the place. They have super great content and they help a lot of sellers. For webinars, Hello Text, which I'm as well a part of when we do webinars. Okay. So they always try to be 100% up to date for the European Union as well for the US for the regulation. For everything, what is what is any news? This is, is definitely something I would as well listen to. And aggregators are doing a lot of uh, webinars now as well. Yeah, they are as well. Super interesting, and they need to do their research. They will be um, held accountable for everything <laughs> that they do as well. So uh, because there's so much money involved, they need to have the the news first. So this is as well something I recommend. Listen to everything. What is with has to do with aggregators? They have. Uh, it's very good updates as well. Amazing. And so just to go back to that webinar, what was that? Hello Tech, you said? Hello and then T-A-X. Perfect. Hello okay. Tech. I think in the last two months, they're two or three or something like that. Okay, cool. I've, I'll check them out as well. So, I mean, it's been great having you on. And last question, I suppose, is how can people connect with you and how can people find you? Okay. Our website is marginbusiness.com, like the margin and business.com. Uh, and uh, connect with me, Omar, at marginbusiness.com or through LinkedIn. Um, you can connect with me through LinkedIn. Uh, if you search for marginbusiness.com, you will, you will see straight away. You will find as well my name there. And I will then, yeah, I will then get in contact with you directly. Or we have, yeah, the podcast on YouTube is uh, Margin Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, this is as well one of the channels uh, through you can uh, contact us. We're very strong on LinkedIn and on uh, Instagram as well. So both, not on Facebook actually. Yes, we are, but you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> for for so, business, it's not the same. So these are these are the channels you can contact us. And anyone who comes through this podcast and mention your company name, we have ten percent off for nice. the first invoice for them. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Amazing. Uh, well, yeah, t take note and uh, inquire if you need your listings optimized in the EU. Marge, your man. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great, really insightful and an absolute pleasure. Yes, and thanks for having me. No worries at all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.